Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. You may notice that our background is different. We're in an undisclosed location. It kind of looks like we're on one of those New Year's Eve shows. Oh, like a Zoom show? No, like one of those New Year's Eve, like when Kathy Griffin and Anderson Cooper would be at like... (laughs) Ground Zero on New Year's Eve. Do they do live from Ground Zero this New Year's <laughs> Eve, live from the home of 9-11? I think it's Times Square, honey. I don't think they do a, a, a ball drop at Ground Zero. Oh, right. <laughs> hey, that would be good. Yeah, I mean, by, mi- mix it up a little bit. Right. This year, we're not doing Times Square. That's a little played out. This year, we're going to do the New New Year's Rockin' Eve coming at you live from the Oklahoma City bombing site. Come on now. I'm saying they do 9-11 one year, Oklahoma City the next. They go do that. Uh, okay, I shouldn't have said Bataclan that. The Bataclan in Paris. That where, was dumb. No, that that's. I think it's fun. I think it's a fun area. Pulse nightclub. They could do all kinds of fun New Year's. Hey, Tosh, um, tonight uh, we have some advice that we need to ask our, you know, we, we, we give a lot of advice. Actually, there's a really great comment on your Instagram. You posted... Uh, one of the clips from last week's episode, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody in your Instagram said, you two are bad at giving advice. <laughs> I thought, was it such a brutal, such a brutal comment since that's literally the podcast? Um, I mean, I just think that we give very measured advice. I agree. I think that guy's a piece of shit. I mean, we're usually people's elders. That's true. We've we are- been through something similar, and that's what wisdom is. Wisdom is like age. Wisdom is being old, well, you it's guys. It's not age, actually. You can so be a wise four-year-old. Maybe you guys listening can transfer your thoughts from "okay, boomer" to "okay, boomer." You know, get get the wisdom of the elders. But Tosh, we need your help. 
Yeah. Right? We need the help of our listeners. We don't exactly know what to do. We've got these three elderly chihuahuas. And here's the situation that we're in right now. They're pissing on stuff. It looks as though they piss on stuff because we value it. We bought two new rugs and they pissed on both of them. It's like the second they see it fluffed out there. And I told you about that rug. You said, how do you, what do you think of this? And I said, it looks like a chihuahua toilet. And it, and has, it became it as it, soon as we, as soon as we brought it to our house. It has become just that. I And I love rugs. I know. Honey. And I love chihuahuas. Who do you, what do you love more? Would you say? I'm starting to love rugs more. Well, yeah, it does feel like the dogs, when a rug gets un furled the dogs go is that turkish because i'm trying to piss on that <laughs> i loved i love a oh is that plush turkish i also know when like which dog it was like pablo he has a penis he's got a spray so spa- he a sprays it like, like on Dexter. the bottoms he sprays it i just recleaned the uh bedding because he sees mm-hmm. and he loves like loose fabric mm-hmm. he um he's like if he likes to pee on something billowy billowy if if he sees like someone coming towards you with bell like in bell bottoms he wants that uh the shower curtain kind of falling down he'll spray his because old cutie couldn't squat on a fringe hanging down old cutie it'll be like a long so that's like a big old old, so young piss pile yeah young pablo you'll see like a spatter pattern like dexter or like a csi yeah it looks like that in the green in the uh the black light trying to find out what the what kind of oh he peed on my tennis racket the first day i started to take tennis lessons i put the tennis racket in the corner and it just got peed on. Is this relatable, you guys? You ever have a Turkish <laughs> rug and a tennis racket? You're getting ready to take a tennis lesson. You ever have a pile of loose diamonds and your chihuahua will splitter splatter on it? Well, and anyway, tennis is a good sport, especially for social distancing. No doubt. And we had this Russian lady that was telling us, she she kept calling us team. And when we hit it right, she'd say, that's spicy. <laughs> and she she was really awesome. I thought she was very cool. But well, anyway. anyway, the point is the dogs go after things like once Pablo peed on your computer. Right. Well, let me just clarify. Here's the, the crisis point we're at today. Although well, we have. Do we hang our dogs? No, we'll never hang our dogs. What we we opened today, I was at work and I knew that there was this problem. So um, I was on Zoom all day at work. Um, I work on OnlyFans as a cam girl. It's that's not important. <laughs> but I had the doors wide open so that they could come and go all day long. The doors like sliding glass doors were wide open and they pissed anyway. So it's like they're doing it. So they, they, they could access the outdoors they were they were essentially were outdoors and then they would come in to piss yeah oh Ugh. and cutie would do one of her so like we said pablo's got that like dexter splatter and then cutie's it's more of a like a geriatric waterfall <laughs> like it's kind of seems like no a, it's like it's like her bowels just open <laughs> yes it's like it yes. ha- yeah yeah well, you know you don't pee out of your bowels though right oh my god no i know but it does seem like she just needs depends she does. They need dog diapers, but I can't. I would rather, I honestly would rather live with pissy rugs than have three dogs in diapers. I can't do that. <laughs> Wait, and then Blanche, she's just, she's just copying them. She's probably would be good, but then she sees that they're peeing everywhere. And she said, oh, that's a toilet? Yeah. So anyway, here's oh, what we- Oh, maybe they think it's like grass? No, they don't think anything. Here's, it is like clockwork. Is there any, you know, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Is there any hope? Is there anything we're doing? What are we doing wrong here? We try to take them out. I open the fucking sliding door for their asses and still the pee. 
Is there nothing to be done? Are there any dog experts out there that can help us? Yeah, I think I just feel like we've like, you know, like they say you 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 can't experiment with lesbians like after your like college. What? <laughs> I was just saying. They say what? I thought that was a thing. Like they, you can't experiment no, no, with no, lesbians no. after college. No, if 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 you weren't if you haven't experience experimented, then you're not gay. I don't know this quote, <laughs> but I would love for you to break it down for me. No, I'm just saying after if, college, if you never were curious, then maybe you're not gay. But maybe you can. Anyway, the point is, it, I was going to say. It wasn't until the third try that it even started to resemble a saying. The first time. You know it's what they say? It's not a saying. You can't go. I was th- trying to. I was trying to equate it. A nugget of wisdom. With like, we've, it's gone too long. It's It's like, it's. Can we cut this? No, we can't. This doesn't get cut for sure. I mean, if it had been problematic, I would have maybe talked to you about being able to cut it. But it's so confusing. I don't think that there's any gay person out there that would have a problem with this other than logic, the logic of it. If there's a... By the way, no, I'm if, just, if we have any gay rhetoricians out there or, or, or gay grammarians, they might be offended okay. by what you just said. It's, it's terrible. I'm not making sense. I just meant like... It's it's gone too long. It's, oh, there's no going back. There's no going back. I think the saying you were looking for is once you go black, you never go back. Oh my god! No, it wasn't a saying. I'm just saying they. Once you go black, lesbian. A lot of people like you'll never go straight white again. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why I I was just trying to say that, you know, it's it's not it maybe it's not going to happen. Yes, like they're going to pee on our stuff for the rest of their lives. Yeah, it's Which, like I was never curious about other women until I was... Uh, uh, oh, you're trying until again? Until I was 25. <laughs> so then people I would always you, say, I, I, oh, I, you can't... You know, if you haven't experimented by then... I, I truly admire and <laughs> applaud your courage for attempting to go back to make this Fuck point. you. No, I'm... It, it makes less sense than when you first started. <laughs> Wait, I don't... I genuinely... Are you... Let me ask you. Are you interested in women? Sexually, no, but I'm just saying I remember hearing that people it was something I heard that like, oh, yeah, if you haven't experimented in college or explored it in college, then, then, what? <laughs> then it will never happen. Is that Wait, not true? I don't know. I, it, it it's so- like a, something they tell people in the Midwest. It doesn't just sound true. It sounds like truth, ancient truth. It sounds like the wisdom of the ages. Now that I understand what you're saying. If you haven't, guys, here's something to think about. Please stop repeating it. If you haven't lesbian in college, by the time of old, never will thy experience that of this time. Natasha, would would you like to move on from this? Yes, please. How about we move on into an advice call? But listen, write us, tell us. How do we get these geriatric dogs to stop pissing on our rugs? Yeah, it's, it's really sad and it takes up a lot of my day uh, scrub and pee i'm just always cleaning i did was doing yoga today and i like did one of those things where you flip your knee over and you curl it towards the over your leg and then flop it down and i flop my fucking my karmic yogic pu- foot into a puddle of piss what is wrong with them? I don't know. If you I can think help we just us, have too many dogs. If you can help us, write us, let us know what we're doing wrong. Uh, and while we wait for your advice, uh, we will begin to dole out 
some of our own. Let's do a call. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know, every single night that we sleep on our Brook linen sheets, I feel grateful for them because there is nothing like having a comfortable bed to make your life better. It really is amazing having beautiful sheets. And it's been a long, tough couple of years. We deserve it. We deserve rest. You deserve relaxation and comfort. Fall into comfort and make it a top priority this season. And who is more of an expert in comfort than our friends at Brooklinen? Brooklinen was started to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost you too much. And people, it's a success. I'm talking buttery, soft, and breathable sheets. Plush and absorbent towels, cozy robes, comfy loungewear. You can put this stuff on. You'll never want to take it off. They're so confident in their core products. They come with a 365-day warranty. And fans are confident, too. They've received over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without luxury-level markups. So try this amazing array of products at a reasonable price. Give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com, use promo code HONEYMOON to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code HONEYMOON for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. We recommend their sheets, but everything there is great. That's brooklinen.com, promo code HONEYMOON. First, we are going to call Jane. Jane in Detroit. Yo, Jane. Oh Hi, Jane. Hi, guys. I know. Is it a lot to take in? Do we look like Kathy Griffin and Anderson Cooper at, at Ground time? Zero? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who that is. I mean, I do know. You who don't that. know who. You don't know who either Kathy Griffin <laughs> nor Anderson Cooper. Do you know what Ground Zero is? I know Kathy Griffin. Okay. My mom good. went to my mom went to high school with her, and she said she was the worst. That's my no favorite. way. That's my lore about <laughs> Kathy Griffin is that she's the worst. <laughs> well, you know, I will say Kathy Griffin, I don't think is the worst, but I can imagine based on her stand up persona <laughs> that teenage Kathy Griffin, high school Kathy Griffin, that would be a lot to take in. Oh, wait, you have a little dog? Oh, yeah. This is my can little. Can you bring it into frame? It's a little white dog. Oh, does that dog pee on your stuff? No, yeah. he's real smart. What? I know. I, I'm, oh. I work from home, so I really like train, train the shit out of them. Maybe our dogs are dumb. Oh, is that what I it think, is? Maybe our dogs are stupid. You guys have... That's a um, poodle. Yeah, we have street poodle. chihuahuas. Those never get potty trained. That's the thing about them. Everybody knows what? that. Everybody knows that... What's it called? Uh, chihuahuas never get potty trained. Everybody knows that? You don't even know who fucking Anderson <laughs> Cooper is. <laughs> oh, don't you said Anderson, Anderson Cooper? Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who do you think we said? I don't know. I just didn't really hear it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be put Wait. on the spot. Wait, I just realized this is why people get purebreds. It's exactly yeah. why people get purebreds. I mean, I was going to adopt, and I, sometimes I pretend like he was adopt. I don't even pretend. <laughs> I mean, that's the really, that's the dirty news about purebred dogs. What? Is that, is oh. that they're like, they're a little bit like on some like weird Nazi shit. Like they're a little superior to, to mixed breeds. Are yeah. you kidding? Wait, did you get your dog at the mall? No, I got it from a breeder. <laughs> It's like shame. People always put shame on it. I have. I met this guy at a dog park though, and he, he literally had a dog that was a poodle that he got from the pound because it was a busted Amish, uh, puppy mill, and that was his reason. <laughs> He's like, I have a guiltless poodle. Guiltless poodle. <laughs> um. All right. Well, listen. We've gotten to know you. Although, by the way, that you just gave me great advice. I mean, what's the advice? Go to the Glendale Galleria the next time I need a dog. <laughs> 
I'm going to get one of those padoodles or whatever. <laughs> a padoodle? What's I don't that? Know. It's a, a poodle and a Doberman? I don't know. I, some kind of dipsy doodle thing. <laughs> you know, one of those little, like, what, what is? what kind of dog is that that you have? It's a Maltese poodle. It's a, a Maltese. That's yeah. a cute ass dog. Dude, oh, no more of these street dogs. Forever Listen, puppy. Jane, question for you. Last thing I'll make fun of you about. Do you live in Detroit? Yeah. Detroit? Yeah. Like Ham- I always ask. I, I live in Hamtramck, yeah, which is a city. Within I know Detroit. the Hamtramck yeah. actually. My friend bought my friend John Brummett, who is that was the director of the Mocha in Detroit. He's famous because he bought a hundred dollar house in the Hamtramck and turned it into a livable space. That's $100 awesome. One hundred dollar. We're house. kind of but, in something like that. There's a lot of tax auction. Hamtramck is an interesting neighborhood. When I was last there, maybe it's not like that anymore. It would be like. The houses were so cheap, like every third house was an art installation. That's so why it's it would cool. be like Yeah, it's cool. It would be like a a white artist, Bangladeshi immigrant, black Detroit native art installation. Mm-hmm. White artist and it would just, it was such an interesting I never seen a neighborhood like that. But you, you pass the test because usually when I um, when white people tell me they're from Detroit, I say Detroit and they go, Well, a little bit outside of Detroit. Well, I'm not you, from there either. I yeah, just live hey, here. Fair enough. All right, Jane. But does Moshe know more about Detroit and your particular area than you do? Maybe. I then just, I, you expected? <laughs> then you expected? <laughs> then I expected. I, I mean, yeah. What, I, mean, uh, I wouldn't guess. Anyway, it's so cold in the D. How can we help thee? Um, so I have a friend, a really good old friend, like long distance friend, um, who had a really horrible drinking problem, kind of hit rock bottom. Um, and then he got sober right around when COVID hit, moved home. Um, I'm getting married, like it's like however many years later of COVID. Um, I'm getting married. I asked him to be like a, a bride's person, like in my party or whatever. And um, I'm starting, it's like a year before now, and I'm starting to have like like bashes. And I have a big friend group that's really tight. Um, starting to have bashes, and I don't know how to invite him. Starting them. to have bashes. <laughs> like... <laughs> She's like, I know we just got out of a pandemic, but I am starting to. It's bash season. (laughs) She's like, I don't know if you know, I'm not native to the (laughs) Hamtramck. We should all just ignore any variants and just bash season. Yeah, bash season. It's bash season, meaning like these 14 people I'm going to party with for the next year. And it's going to be a bash. Wait, Um, all in honor of your wedding? That's like a reason, maybe. Like the venue. You're having a year of lead up bashes. <laughs> 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 we need something to look look forward to. No, Isn't you know it? what? Your parents. She's like, my friend has an alcohol problem. <laughs> <laughs> your friends, your parents loved you too much. I think we can, <laughs> we can all agree on that. Okay, so what's your question? So my issue is, um, he, I don't know how to bring up. So he's never been tempted, right? He's been in a year of COVID, a year of sobriety. Um, I, I don't know how to invite him or the conversation around inviting him. I don't want him to be the, this to be the first time he breaks his sobriety. And also we have a history. These all, I, most of my friends in this group, I met through like burning man adjacent events and he, okay. I like this. I like you. You seem much more intriguing to me now. Okay. <laughs> um, he parties with them and he's only ever partied at a burn with these folks. So he, he has a history of partying with this friend group and now he's about to be thrown in a situation that's highly tempting because it's so much fun. Wait, I have a question. Has has he partied with this friend group while he's been sober? That's no. This is the first time he'll have done anything, oh. anything since he was sober. So I'm like, do I? I don't know how wow. to invite him. I don't want to invite him almost because I'm like, oh. But then I feel horrible because I'm like, I'm not inviting. And you don't, 
and you don't want him like off the wagon at your wedding and you I mean, know I, what I mean? It's Yeah. I I could almost do that, but is that even nicer to you Wait, know? do what? Like not invite him to bash it. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I know, exactly. Well, f- there's a lot going on here. First of all, the fact that you're ha- how many bashes do you plan on having? <laughs> Pre-wedding bashes do you plan on having? Probably like 3. Okay, so you're going to have three lead-up parties. Yeah. Not close to the wedding like literally no we're like, having like a halloween like we're all the place where i'm getting married is like a co- cottage of a fam of my family and so we're all going to go to that cottage like however many times before and just like have a hoot i want to come i yeah, know we would love to can come we, to the please, house, by the way please to your parents cottage um, <laughs> how long has this friend been sober now since covid started so like a year and a half and is that and it, do you know that he is like in actively involved in like no no he's AA. just white white knuckling it at home he, kind yeah of a thing. He, and he hit rock bottom and now he's just like yeah i'm sober but also he doesn't leave the house kind of thing i got it well i mean you're the sober expert moshe well i mean i mean a conversation definitely seems in order I, am i right a hundred percent i mean that's the thing it's like for me i can say uh, i did 12 step stuff for a long time but it'd be so weird to not invite him by the way i agree with that too i did 12 step stuff for a long time and i uh I know that it they, they there's a there's a quote actually in the AA book that uh, it says any well I think this is a quote I might but I think it's a yeah any program of recovery that is based around shielding the alcoholic from seeing alcohol is doomed to failure and then it cuz it's like a folksy book it says like you could you could even send the alcoholic to the North Pole and then an Eskimo would show up with a bottle of rum and ruin everything. And I don't know if they have Eskimos in the North Pole. This was 1935 and these were old Christian guys. They weren't exactly the wokest people. But the point is that any, especially for a person that's cool like you and your friend group, this guy doesn't want to be like rejected and like only able to hang out with squares and never invited anywhere that his old friends uh uh, go because they're afraid that he'll be tempted he wants a life you get sober to have a life not to be shielded from your old from a, from Ooh. your old life also i just realized this is something this is a great talk this could be over coffee and you could just say like so i just want to know like as i plan these parties is there anything i can do for you provide for you you know like for moshe i'm sure i've mentioned this before but for our wedding we had a coffee truck so he was sober and a lot of friends were sober and like you know you could even say like is there some kind of and like you know when I, the times in my life where i haven't drink it's like you know you might not want to stay too long or i, I mean you, i don't think you should tell him that but like yeah. you know sometimes it's like having food there or, you know and, and uh, some sort of alternative you know like you could have like a cool hibiscus cool like a mocktail yeah mocktail yeah or you know you don't want to make it a big deal if he's the only one but just and ask him maybe he has an idea is there anything i can do i just want to check touch touch base check in but yeah so everything to make you comfortable as as we invite as, as we you know as bash season as starts. bash season begins as we <laughs> begin to bash we'd like to i mean i think natasha's on to something making you don't want to go out of your way because to be honest every time people try to make special dispensations for i've been sober for a very long time mm-hmm. but the whole time when people try to make these special dispensations for me i would become incredibly uncomfortable because i didn't want anybody to make adjustments based on my problem i had a problem so now you have a problem i didn't want that a mocktail is not that a mocktail is a, is a really nice offering mm-hmm. but uh but i think option a is having a real 
open conversation with him. You know us. We like to do Molly, and we like to put on bass. Not Molly, know, not and, Molly. And, 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 and uh, 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 ketamine. We like to do ketamine. We like to do ketamine leading up to weddings. The most romantic <laughs> of all drugs. We like to do ketamine. And you know that that's who we are. And, and I'm sure you don't want us to adjust the way we're going to behave. And you shouldn't, by the way. Don't do that. That's the the worst of all the options is you having uh, bashes that aren't as bashy as you want them to be because you have one friend that had a problem. But I will say one on one, if you do have a friend who's sober, it's always nice to not flaunt it in their face if you know they're still struggling. Like Moshe doesn't give a shit if I smoke, if if I drink wine in front of him or smoke pot or whatever. But I have friends who've specifically told me they miss wine who are sober. I'm not going to like have a glass of wine at dinner with them. No, no, you do have a glass of wine. But I'm just saying that's just how I am. I'm just saying I'm sober. And I'm telling you. what, But you still don't like pine after ha- being able to have a glass of wine. if I can't be around. No, they can still do it. I'm just saying it's rude. If I can't be around wine, then it is my responsibility not to go around wine. It's so not- maybe I'm just tripping. No, I'm not saying you're tripping. I understand where you're coming from. You're coming from a more codependent place. But I'm, I'm coming from a place of like well, the way you're supposed to be when you're sober is you either go and accept the people the way they are, or you say, you know what, I'm not ready to do that. But I have a real, I have a mechanical suggestion for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't want to, maybe don't invite in all the bashes. Maybe tell them, look, the bashes are going to be crazy, but I definitely want you at my wedding, right? That's important to me. Mm. Tell me where you're at. Do you want to go to all the bashes? Because if you come to the bash and you relapse, it's not going to be fun for me. You're going to ruin the bashes. No, you think she should see that? Let me finish. Let me finish my thought, though. Okay, okay. But I want you to come to this. uh, I want you to come to this wedding. And here's what I think you do at the wedding. If you let's say he's like, look, I'm not ready for all the bashes at the wedding. Where's this cottage? Uh, West Michigan on Lake. Like the middle of nowhere? No, on the on like Michigan, like a tourist town. It's called Saugatuck. Okay, I got a a weird suggestion. You may not like. <laughs> He's like your best friend. One of your best friends? Uh, old friend, close. Yeah. Old friend. Yeah. Find somebody in your weird burner community mm-hmm. who's sober, who you don't even know, right? And pay that person. Uh, a trip to your wedding like say hey we're gonna have a really nice time I'll get you a hotel room and just this is a, this is a weird suggestion but they do this on movie sets like when people are sober and they, they're newly sober they get what's called a, a sober companion no I used to waitress at the whiskey bar in New York and I remember like Slash would come in with like this like 45 year old middle aged woman and she would just <laughs> sit there and make sure he ordered cranberry juice <laughs> I mean I'm suggesting that if he's important enough to you Right. I know weddings are expensive and it's kind of weird to think about paying people. I don't think I'd have to pay them like a burner. Yeah. I feel like they do just if you feel find like a, a party. Cool, a cool sober burner and you say, I, I have a sober friend that's there. All you got to do is come hang. Just come hang and, and, I, and, and I'll introduce you to my friend and say, you're a sober guy. And if your friend needs somebody, because that's all it takes is one other person at the mm-hmm. party to go, oh my God, thank God you're sober too. Can you talk to me? Can you talk me through this? If he becomes tempted and the odds are, he probably won't become tempted because he'll be there for you. Mm-hmm. But just having one other sober person there to kind of be there, I think could You're be really he, cool. You're saying he meets this guy on her wedding night and decides I'm, to hang no, out with him? I think I have ideas. This is a good idea. Like I know some adjacent people that were already kind okay. of on the fence that I'm like, I think they don't, I think they don't drink. 
We might do other yeah. stuff, but I don't think so, so it's about talking to the friend, seeing what he's up for. And then if he is like, oh, I want to be invited to all the bashes, say, okay, what can I do to make it comfortable for you? Because obviously I don't want you to relapse. This is like right. really important to or, me. And I'm so proud of the work you've done on yourself. It's so inspiring. It's so whatever you want to say. Or, or maybe listen, the more that I think of it, the idea of you inviting a semi stranger sober is a little crazy. All you really need to do is ask one of your friends, one of your core group of friends, the one that does drugs with the, the least abandon, uh, and just say, hey, for my wedding, now bat, on, the, on those bashes, I want you in, in a K-hole the whole time. <laughs> but at the wedding, would you mind just being sober to, would you just mind staying sober through the wedding so that homie can come to you if he if he's having a hard time? I love that. This is great advice, you guys. I wish I would have taken notes. Like, well, so, you can listen to the podcast. We're okay. actually recording this. So I'll, and also, <laughs> would you yeah. go on my Instagram and whoever wrote that we gave give bad advice? Will you say that you disagree? Yeah, that's a great idea. We'd really <laughs> yeah. appreciate that. And I also, would you would you get a cardboard box and drill tiny holes in it? And then put that dog in the box and mail it to us. We'll I, give you our address offline. Come to the bash. You can have them if you come to the bash. <laughs> Honestly, you gave me <laughs> such great advice. I did not know that Chihuahuas peed on the carpet no more than told. other dogs. No, no told one you told that. us. They're the smallest dog Who that exists. Who that? Their bladder's this big. I used to be a dog girl, you know. Okay. Oh, the... you really are a burner. <laughs> 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 I read the dog books, you know. Um, all right, Jane. Listen, you seem cool. We could be friends with you, but we'll see you at the next burn. And congratulations on the wedding. Thank you. Come to a regional. Come to the Michigan regional. That sounds like fun. Oh, Can my go God. To Mich- Michigan regional burn. Well, is Patty Smith there? No. I don't she think she She lives in Detroit. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll she see. She does. Maybe... No, she doesn't. She so. lives in New York. Oh, I thought she lived in Detroit. Well, how come Jane knows so much more about the world than you? <laughs> I'm right. All right. Jane, we'll talk to you later. Good luck. You're the best. Bye. You're the best. Bye. Jane was cool. Who told her that Chihuahua's... Is that something you're supposed to just know? I don't know. I mean, maybe that's what we're going to get 10,000 emails telling us. See, I grew up with a huge Labrador that I would like walk in the morning and like take on my paper route. And that dog never peed anywhere. Well, it had a big fat bladder, big fat lab bladder. Right, he could probably like hold it all day. Mm -hmm. He weighed like more than me. Well, that's why we got to get my German Shepherd. You know, if we'd gotten Zorro from that weird Nazi, that dog would have been not pissing on our stuff right now. So German Shepherds don't like spray their piss on your bed I sure hope not, because think about how fat that piss would be. That's like a person piss. Oh God, I feel so dumb. Why do I have three Chihuahuas? Well, to be fair, one of them is mine. Right. So you only got two. You only made the choice twice. All right, well, maybe maybe that it just seemed like she knew what she was talking about. I do agree. It did feel it, it had the like ring of truth. She was from like a nice it. family and they just told her things. Yeah, she was cool. I want to hang out with her. Let's go to the bash. I bet her name's not Jane. <laughs> yeah, I bet you're right. That's the name I always tell Uber drivers. <laughs> Isn't um, that like Jane Doe, you know? Oh, that's like a secret, would you say? That's kind of a secret. I mean, would you like really to a secret. hear some secrets? Yeah, I would like to hear a secret, a real one. Um, hey, Martian Posh. Um, this is um, me. I'm not going to share my name, I guess, but um, I love your work individually and it's as a couple, me. and maybe you'll like the secret. Um, I am someone who was raised um, home church and homeschooled in Texas, um, and I am a burlesque performer in Anchorage, Alaska. Um, my parents still don't know that I'm a burlesque performer, and I'm 35 goddamn years old. And they lived with me while I was performing somewhat infrequently. And they live two doors from me now. So 
Um, I feel like it's only a matter of time until they find out. Um, yeah, love the work you're doing. And um, I'd say talk to you later, but I'm not going to. So, yeah, keep making great content. Oh, also, um, you totally need to have Patty Harrison on as a guest star. Um, that would be amazing. Thanks. Okay, here's the thing. That's a hard one because you don't want to tell I love Patty Harrison. I don't you don't want to tell your parents cuz it would just like upset them. She's just a burlesque performer. But that would upset homeschooled Christian people. Uh-huh. Homeschoolers, Christian church. Right. right. Do you know what I mean? But That's at the fair. same time, you want to be yourself. You want to be true to yourself. But also like I just don't have any space in my head for piousness. And I don't have any space in my head for burlesque performers. So I don't know how to give this person <laughs> advice. You know, I think that at a certain point, it's, you know what it is, actually, I've realized, having heard these secrets over the years, it's a balancing act. The true question, how old are your parents? Because if they're 60, even 70, you got to tell them. If they're 80, 90, they don't need to know because they'll be gone pretty soon. But telling a Christian mother, but that's the thing. I'm always trying to protect them and maybe she shouldn't be protected. Who, the the mom? Yeah. Mm, I just think it's... Maybe, but, but it's not like coming out. It's more just like I dance and writhe mom, my body and, you mom, know, you... Mom, dad, I do a performance where I'm in a schoolgirl outfit, but I have like weird makeup on, but then there's tassels on my breast, but I also hula hoop, but I'm on Can a unicycle. Can we come see it? And then she's going to try, try to be, she, your mom's going to spend the next seven years trying to figure out what a burlesque performer is. And then she's probably going to, I guess, just come, would she come see her? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Good luck to you. Let's hear another secret. Hey, Natasha, Moshe. So I just want to preface this by saying I don't jerk off a lot, maybe once a week. But I do enjoy when you go to those public restrooms where you can lock yourself in just, you know, your own little room. I love jerking off in there. And then once I did it in a multi-stall bathroom where I was at the end and I was just in there. And I tell you that to tell you my secret. So I work inside. That's not the secret. And sometimes I'm not home. And once I was in a house and they weren't living there yet. We were working on it. And I jerked off in their basement. And finished into a pile of dirt on the floor that hopefully dried up before they ever cleaned it up. Thanks, guys. Love the show. See, whenever a man calls and I hear him say, hey, Natasha, hey, Mosh, I'm like, this is going to be about him touching his, his, like ejaculating. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing. But uh, it is a funny idea to think of a woman masturbating in a public restroom. I'm sure. I'm sure we have listeners that have masturbated in a public restroom. I'm positive. You seem to think that everything is differentiated. No, it's just harder for Why? a woman because she has to sit on the toilet. Or I guess you could stand with one. What do you one. think men are doing? Hopping? Oh, I figured they were like standing up and using the toilet bowl as their jizz collector. Every time I have ever jerked off in a public restroom, and I've definitely done that, I've been sitting on the toilet. Uh, okay. You don't want to deal with the focus of standing up i hate jerking off standing up public restroom though just it's like does not seem does it feels like it would not turn me on to be there well this well this is what's interesting my my normal reaction to that would be you don't go in there to get turned on you go in there because you're you are turned on but that's actually not true for our secret listener it seems like he goes in there because it turns him on to be in there 
For me, every time I've jerked off in a public restroom, it's because I got horny. Like you're in, like, I can't jerk off on the street. I gotta go into or this in my restroom. or in this or in my office. You know, when I was I used to work in a cubicle, and you know, when the need would hit me, I'd take a little break, go downstairs, do my business, wash my hands, get back to work. I guess a girl could kind of take that. She could put her her foot up on the toilet bowl and then like one Say leg up, her foot on the toilet mm, bowl mm. and then like one leg up, mm. one leg down. And then I guess do it there. I don't know. With her pants like. You've never jerked off like in a bathroom or anything? Yeah, I've jerked off in a bathroom that I, in a house that I live in. Well, but never like in a public one? Never? No. Interesting. Maybe I'm a prude. Mm, I'd say you're like the dad from Footloose. There was somebody that commented on our Instagram recently that said that I mentioned that like all the time. So I just thought I'd give that person a little shout out. Cool. All right. One more secret. And then I want to go watch Squid Game. It's my favorite new show on Netflix. I love it. It's not for you, Tosh. But did a little, little recommendation for the listeners. Hello, Mr. Tasher and Ms. Legero. Um, my secret is that I've been gaslighting my sister for like a decade. Um, basically, when I was like 11 or 12, I saw some change on our kitchen counter. And because I was a little shithead, I just scooped it up and put it in my pocket. It was like 75 cents. And my sister saw this. And since then, to this day, like 15 years later, she'll still bring up that I steal money from my parents to my family. And every time she does, I just basically act like I have no idea what she's talking about, even though I know she's referring to that incident because she watched the entire thing. And my mom will like pull me aside every time she brings it up and be like, why does she say that? Like what? She, you, you wouldn't do something like that. And I just say, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. She thinks bad about me. That's like really sad that she has that opinion of me. But yeah, she watched me steal money and she's right. But I haven't stolen any other money. So she's kind of wrong. Okay, bye. This is like both sisters have far too intense a relationship to this unbelievably boring memory. She she stole seventy five cents. cents. Well, but you know, to when you're little, that was maybe. But more they're money. adults now, and one of them thinks the other's a thief, and the other one's like, "My dastardly plan is working." Just be glad you have a sister, and it sounds like a special relationship. It does not. It sounds awful. You think? One of them thinks the other is a thief, and the other one is like, "I'm torturing her by telling my mom I'm not a thief when in fact I truly am. It is I who stole the three quarters." You know what? I think you guys need to look beyond the 75 cents. So that, what else you is think? going on? <laughs> I want to know. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know, we were talking about this the other night, but it really is true. As sad as the last couple of years have been and as difficult as the Internet has made some of our lives, it really is a golden age of using the internet to get the mental health help that you need. And we recommend you do that and do that now. Find someone to talk to at Talkspace. I mean, in our personal life, we have had people struggle throughout the last couple of years, getting increasingly isolated, lonely, anxious about wasting a year of their life. I don't think it's a waste of your life, but it is difficult for people to feel like they can get back on their feet as we re-enter society. Talkspace Online Therapy can help you manage stress, process significant life changes, and more so you can feel 
less overwhelmed, and more in control. Whether you're having complicated feelings about a relationship or you just need a neutral person to talk to, Talkspace Online Therapy connects you with a licensed professional to help you work through that kind of stuff. And the holiday seasons are coming up and, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's going to be that fun. So that's okay. But you can ease some of the burdens this holiday by talking to an online therapist. It used to be so difficult to go get therapy. You would have to go to a weird office and meet a weird person. This way, it's just so easy. Talkspace helps you set goals with your Talkspace therapist, and you can develop techniques to cope in these difficult times. You can also text them. You, It's so easy. There's thousands of licensed therapists waiting and available for you right now to match with across dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. If you need a little support to help you through the end of the year or you want to start building towards a better upcoming year, Talkspace is here to help. They match you with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and you will get $100 off your first month with the promo code HONEYMOON. Tell them Moshe and Natasha sent you. That's $100 off when you use promo code HONEYMOON at Talkspace.com. Hey, Endless Honeymoon Podcast listeners, we would like to tell you about another podcast that we think that you will love because we love it and it's hosted by our friends Babs Gray, Brandy Posey, and Tess Barker. It's called Lady to Lady. Each week, they invite a special guest to play sleepover games, delve into ridiculous tangents. Past guests have included Karen Kilgariff, she's hilarious, Jody Sweeten, Peaches, love her, Margaret Cho, love her, Katja and Alaska Thunderfuck from Drag Race, and over 400-plus femme artists and comics. Lady to Lady on Exactly Right is available now, so listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Wednesday. Follow Lady to Lady on Instagram and Twitter at Lady to Lady Comedy. You know what? Let's do another call. Okay. Now we're going to call Corey and Haley in Minneapolis. It's a Midwest kind of night. Corey, Haley. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I I have a question for you girls. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you. <laughs> you okay well i just said girls and then i was like well maybe they don't want to be called girls, We're girls. yeah what are your pronouns <laughs> okay. what are your pronouns all right all right well but you know sometimes people are like have their own thing okay anyway i've been telling people recently my friends dating someone from minneapolis and i keep spouting this thing that i think is true because i'm my mom's from minnesota but don't you have to like plug your cars in in the winter like at shopping malls to keep it warm no no <laughs> I, I tell people this like all the no, time you know something about the way you said no was so brutal it was like it, it, it i remember like making it's fun of natasha would have been less brutal than just the, the just the, the, the no we, no it was it was so blunt <laughs> we do have automatic starts though so you can start your car before you get to it so then it's already warm but okay. Also, Natasha's from the Chicago area. It's no, not like she grew no, up no. In a... Minnesota's like colder. Is it way colder? Well, you don't yes. know. Yes. How 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 cold does it get in like February? Very cold. Negative. Like what? Negative. Got to like negative thirty some last year, I think. Yeah. They're like yeah. living in the negatives, honey. Oh, okay. Living yeah. in the negs. It's, it's pretty crazy there, but it's a cool place. There's a lot of art. You know, they've got great. Well, they had a great little theater section. Anyway, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. Hi. What's up? Um, so we wrote in because we are looking to start a family. Um, so we're looking for some sperm 
and we have oh I, I'll hook you up absolutely <laughs> <laughs> You didn't need to come on the podcast. You could have directly emailed. I mean, it's, on, it's in the mail. Checks in the mail. Okay. Um, we have a couple guys in mind that we know from like, you know, going to high school with them or like in our past, but we don't know how to like hit someone up we haven't talked to in a long time and ask them for their sperm. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, these are just random dudes from your past that you're like, <laughs> Seem. Well, well, the first thing you have to ask yourselves is, is it important to you or is, is this like a financial thing to go with someone, you know, or is it important to you to go with some sperm that you might be familiar with? The, the guy can maybe visit once in a while. Let me know. Yeah. Little yeah. A little of both. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So it's cheaper and you want somebody that's in your orbit, not just a random stranger from a clinic. Yeah. 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 That already has like because 700 kids. But but, but the nice thing about a stranger from the clinic is it is sort of like no baggage. That's true. Yeah. That's but, true. but you've made up your mind. It doesn't matter because yeah. you've decided already. Right. I mean, what, what I would do is I would first make my list in order. You know, like you have like your top you have your top pick. Yeah. What's up with your top pick? Why would you choose him? <laughs> You're doing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's he's intelligent. He is seems like ma- he's a mature dude yeah have um, you guys all hung out together no, no actually. i actually haven't met him we kind of just scrolled through facebook and like our friends and, like, <laughs> why why yeah. is this so casual <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know you know the stereotype is that lesbians like to stay casual but this seems very casual i mean here's the thing first of all you need to know if this person is going to be interested at all right because what's the incentive right what, it, what is his you- incentive because you're not going to pay him right so is his incentive to start a family with you guys I mean, that's like, it's a good question. What do you, why do you think he would be down? What, what, what gives you any inkling that he would be down? Well, our goal is to just kind of ask him like, you know, would you donate? Cause we want someone who like when our child is older, like if they want to meet the guy, then they'd be able to. Ooh, and- he's out. He's <laughs> out. <laughs> <You know. laughs> no, I mean, that's- listen, you, Go ahead. I was just saying that's the struggle is like, how do you find someone that's that intermediate between a sperm donor bank kind of thing versus, you know, like someone that you know, and how do you, how do you find that? The problem, I think, tell me if you agree, Natasha, how old are you? 30. 30. You're, you're, you're a little young to be going for people that are your age. What you really want is a dude that's like rounding like 47. Why? I'm about to, I'm about to tell you. Because who never got married and doesn't have a family. And then you're like, hey, you know what? We just solved this problem for you. You know, we just, we, sw- but a, but a, a, a person that's 30 is like, I, I'm still trying to do my own family thing. Like, I'm not trying to have another kid floating around. What about a gay guy? <laughs> that's an option. Why didn't I, well, I just assumed this person wasn't gay. I don't know why I didn't get any more information. Well, I think you have to like both talk about what your priorities are for the sperm donor because, you know, if one of you is like, I want this guy with the kid every week. I want him to be a real part of our lives. Uh, or if you're like, maybe when he's 16, he can know who his dad is. I, I just think you you really want to get that clear. And, and, and I was just reading this thing um, 
from this woman, Emily Oster, and she was talking about like priorities for your family and that you shouldn't talk about them. You should write them down separately because then when someone ta- when you talk about it, you might just agree with each other when really, you know, like really, because this is such a huge decision. And I think that maybe the two of you separating and maybe just writing out what your expectations are for it, then you can start like coming together and coming up with who the perfect person would be for it. You know, and then you can start asking and getting rejected mm-hmm. and, you know, just going through that, you know, in your 30, like think of it's this is this sucks. But like, you know, I, I got rejected in a different way, which is like my eggs didn't work and I had to keep like doing IVF and keep shooting hormones up my ass for like 10 years you know but it's like they go in your butthole can you believe that <laughs> ineffective system no they just need to do it like where there's a bunch of fat i used to do that oh and i used to have to do it for her too and can you imagine the thing i love the most on this earth i had to used to have to stab with a needle every night i'd be like this is my my pride and joy but wait okay oh but i guess my point with all that is that you know this is part of the process is that you're mm. going to come up with the because you also like what do you not want you don't want someone annoying you don't want someone who's going to be creepy you don't want someone who's going to encroach like you guys are the family you know you're you're in love you have the relationship it's like adding a third wheel like or do you do you want someone that can be like a 25 percent dad or somebody that can be a visit once a year dad or a not dad just a donor what is it that you guys want we want someone who's a donor and then when our child is older like they have the availability because when you go through a sperm bank, so many of them are anonymous or you can't find out until they're 18. And, Mm. you know, kids are probably going to want to know before they're 18. It's kind of what we thought. Also, I will say like, being really clear with what you want from them is going to not scare the right person away. Because like, some guy you just found on Facebook who like you just remembered about and you call him and you're like, Hey, um, my lover and I, my wife and I, uh, we, you know, we would like you, we were thinking, I mean, it's a little weird to nut in an envelope (laughs) and send it to Minneapolis. (laughs) But I'm just saying it's like the, the clearer you are, the, the, the less afraid people will be of this. I think that's super smart. I could totally see people getting scared of it, but if it's presented in the right way, it's like, you know, what I would want to hear as a man, I would want to hear that, like, it's totally up to me. We like you for, and compliment them for all of these reasons. And, you know, obviously, financially, we would be this, we would be this. You could be as involved as you felt. But, like, you know, it's... it's. And then I, I would definitely, once you start, start talking about it, like, all three of you hang out together. Because what if you don't like that dynamic, you right. know? And and he wants to be more involved. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like... It's a process. I have a feeling. I think you're, what Natasha's saying is super smart. Like that think of all of this as like a road, not a destination. Not like, okay, Thomas. It's more like, let's begin the process. Like maybe we'll ask somebody from our past and see if that works. You might strike it rich on the first ask, but you might immediately realize, okay, this this didn't work. But, but I, and then you start, doing things you know oh let's try this let's try this but i actually have a feeling have you researched this you maybe know more about this than me aren't there people out there that are like interested in something like this like you know helping a couple and like staying semi-involved but like not quite as clinical as a sperm clinic but but a little bit more degree of separation than high school buddy (laughs) yeah we 
Yeah, well, there's actually an app for it. It's like Tinder for sperm, basically. Yeah. No way. Yeah. But then no. there's it's it's kind of creepy. Yeah, there's some I've... interesting individuals on that app. <laughs> that is so interesting. Yeah, that that doesn't. I would rather go with someone I knew. I think yeah. if yeah, those were if, if through a ton of guys on that app, and we talked to some of them, and it just didn't really feel right. Got it. And and you can always go back to that. But like for now, That's you're true. like, we want a quality friend type asso- person who's associated with one of us. We want to like, well, you know, and it's not really our story to tell. But our dear friends are in this exact situation happened to them. And they literally asked their literally asked their surf instructor. Like we're in the ocean and we're like looking at him. We're like, hey, and they have this wonderful family now where they fly back to where the surf instructor's from once every little while. And he's involved on those trips, but then they fly back to the States and they're a family and it just worked for them. And I think it's important to, uh, I think it's important to keep a little bit of yourself open to something like that happening because that's what we've seen, right? So it's like... I wouldn't say I would say a podcast talking about this. Then the two of you are so cute. Like somebody's gonna watch this or listen to this and go, you know what? And it's gonna get him horny, and they are gonna it, nut. <laughs> no, they don't want him horny. Oh, they right. want him compassionate. But they want him to get horny enough. Horny, to- and then horny. Compassionate first, interested, horny, then not horny for the rest of your lives. Just like let let yeah. I'm curious when you guys like. So you said you kind of picked your friend from facebook is it like a physical like are you looking for physical attributes too good question is he hot do you care (laughs) i don't know i mean it's kind of a little bit of both because like she's caring and then i have like blonde-ish hair and blue eyes so we're like how do we kind of combine all this with that so that's kind of important so somebody that kind of looks like you a little bit is what you're saying but like i don't know it's it's hard to decide what we want to you know, mm-hmm. pick out. Well, it's kind of cool in a way. It's so it's so modern. Like the the this version of starting a family is so like contemporary that it's like there aren't rules, and that's I think that's pretty cool. Like the rules of like what family look like in the kind of typical heteronormative way were so established for so long, and like this whole the culture jamming idea of like you know what I'll pick a friend. Friend will look kind of like me, but he'll be smart, and we'll just make our own rules. I think like that's pretty cool. And like I said, we have friends that it worked for us. So like I, I, I think try it. What's the worst that could happen? You'll get rejected, and you'll move on to the next person. Yeah, yeah. Be bold. Just ask people <laughs> when it feels right. What's and, it? And and it's so great that you guys want to have a family because you seem like you'd be really great parents. You seem very positive and loving and. We got a good sense of humor, and that's the most important part, I think, so far. You think, for us. You think that's the most important part of being parents is, is being funny? <laughs> being able to laugh at stuff, I think, is like big and not take things too seriously. I agree. Question. Oh, thank you. Uh, I would say baseline wh- care is probably the most important. Well, yeah, and food. <laughs> yeah, baseline care, food, and then laugh. Okay, what are you going to say? Tell us. That's okay, what we're we don't the people. Know. I don't know how to be like, hey, how you been? You got good swimmers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you're going to get rejected. <laughs> no, and yeah. I don't mean forever. I think like the odds of you asking one person <clears throat> isn't... Well, there's un- just got to be something in it for them. It's- so unless they're like a really close friend. So it's like cl- the closer the friend, the more 
the more realistic it is that they're going to say yes. I Yeah, that's totally Unless true. you're like, I'll give you five grand or, or whatever is like half the amount of money that, you know, you could say, I don't know, how much is sperm if you go to a, through a bank? It's about a thousand dollars a time shot. But it's, but it's, this is more. Actually, this is more intense. Oh, to going so five thousand dollars? I thought because I know when I you think, buy eggs, it's it's more expensive. But I'm saying that. this is more intense than going to a clinic. A clinic, you just come into a cup and you leave and you never think about it again. This is like they're going to meet you. You're you're telling them we want this to be open so that our kid someday when our kid asks, we'll tell them this is who your dad is. Like so, that's more intense than a sperm clinic. So it's like you might basically you what you want is one of three things. You want a person that wants a family but not enough to commit to being a father who will just be like, this is awesome. I love this idea because it's almost like having a kid, but I don't have to do anything. Or B, someone that loves the two of you specifically and is like, yes, I want to help them. Or somebody that likes just likes the idea of like helping a queer couple start a family. Those are kind of like the three targets but you don't know anything about these people right you don't know you don't know where they're at and also you know even if they don't have a partner now i mean do they want to explain to a partner in a year that they have a baby with another couple Mm -hmm. it's true you know so it's it's like that's why i think being really clear about what you want and then really kind of going out slowly to the right people and putting feelers out and also just being really open to other something else happening Let, let me say this if I had never met Natasha and someone from my past like you two hit me up like, and I was my age and we're like, we want this, I would seriously consider it because I would be like, this is kind of perfect. Like, I don't know. I don't have a partner. I haven't found love. I do. Meanwhile, want- he comes over when the baby's like six months old and he's like, eh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shitty, spitting yeah. up. No, exactly. Like- I go, I'm out. I'll be back in two years i come back oh two and a half cuter i'll be back in four years i come back six and a half well this kid's a real dynamo but i would really consider it i would go like this seems cool and like an easy way for me to have the the kid without like fully committing to this lifestyle so i feel like somebody is out there for you and it's exactly like when we had our kid we thought we were disappointed when the first three tries of the egg didn't work and then the egg that worked the last egg is our kid and i'm like thank god those th- first three eggs didn't work because i never would have met my kid like i it would be some other kid and i don't want some other kid i want this kid so like when the first guy rejects you think of it like that like thank god he said no because that was clearly not the guy that was supposed to be that was not the sperm oh you're a, every everything happens for a reason type of bloke most this <laughs> yeah, i'm that type of bloke i didn't know that well i'm that type of bloke I hope you guys find the right type of bloke for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I think it's going to be great. And you're family enough. So just like getting clear with what you want and really thinking outside the box a little bit about it. And I think it's really cool. And it seems like the right. Well, they they are thinking outside the box. <laughs> Get it, everybody? Good one. Thanks so much. Appreciate that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, you, uh, this is aw- this is awesome and an exciting beginning to a journey that is is going to end in something so cool and so special. And so I just think focusing on that, like every person that says no, go yes. We figured out another person that's not supposed to do this. Let's find the person that is. <laughs> All right. Good luck, you guys. Yeah. Oh, will you keep in touch and let us know what happens? Yeah. yeah well, of course. You know. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. 
Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank bye, you. Bye. Thank you. Oh, they're sweet. Oh, wait. What? Why don't you give them some of yours? Literally? You didn't even offer. I mean, I did. It was the first thing that I said, <laughs> but I didn't. Wait, would you? Let me ask you that. Whew, that's intense. My problem is. Why not? Because my problem is the reason I would be reluctant to do it now is I would, if I had a kid now, knowing what I know about having a kid, I would want to be really involved in that kid's life, like really involved. And I wouldn't feel that comfortable. Why don't you just let them take the wheel? I mean, this is you a major like, decision for you to put me on the spot on the could podcast. Just, you for. could just like come play basketball in 12 years. <laughs> I could come plug his, show him how to plug his car in. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I remember, be, maybe I'm just older than them because I remember being in Minneapolis for my class trip in eighth grade and you had to plug the cars in because they didn't have self starting car, or that self, you know, like the. You couldn't make your car start from your phone. You know what? I couldn't. But do. then you had to like plug it in or it would freeze over. So you couldn't even leave the store. Well, Natasha, one thing I was very impressed with was that you were able to somehow restrain yourself from bringing up that old classic piece of wisdom with those two. Which one? <laughs> if you're lesbian in college. Wait, have you guys heard this? If you, had, if you haven't heard about plugging your if phone. If you haven't done it in college, <laughs> You've it's done not it. going to happen. That was that felt like a like a quote. It's not a quote. Or a, it's just it, no, something a cogent people idea. said. That felt no, but that felt coherent. Congrats. Right. Thank you. Tosh, I think we should go. I think it's time for us to go. Okay. And um, before we go, I, would you really want me to give them my sperm to, to that I would definitely be quite a story. I I I don't know. I'm not as precious about your sperm as you are. <laughs> <laughs> We could definitely get some um, hits for the podcast. Like it would be good publicity for the podcast. Podcast host impregnates two listeners. <laughs> men love to ejaculate, don't they? Yeah, men love to ejaculate. Which is just, <laughs> now that's a piece of wisdom that makes even more sense than if you're not le- a lesbian in college. It's not. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> you know why? Because men love to ejaculate. <sighs> Natasha, I I make fun, but you know what? The, the real truth is, mm. I love you. Mm, thank you. <laughs> I love you too.